Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Joining us now on the uh, Schneider Orange Hotline, our uh, Radio.com NFL insider, former GM for the Cleveland Browns as well. Michael Lombardi is here, and his presence uh, brought to you by uh, we'll we'll tell you who the brought to you buys are coming up here momentarily, but let's get him on now. Michael, how you doing? I'm great, thank you. How are you? We're doing really, really well. I wanted to ask you right out of the shoot, uh, Aaron Rodgers. A lot of people praising him for whatever it is that he did this off season or whatever it is he noticed. Give me your thoughts on the the level at which Aaron Rodgers is playing, uh, because a lot of people thought that you know, hey, after last season, maybe he was starting on the decline, but he's he started out on fire. You know, he's played really well the last two weeks, and I think it's getting the ball down the field, making explosive plays. I think that's something he hasn't been able to do in the last five years. When you go back and study Aaron five years before, uh, you know, he was averaging 8.4 yards per attempt down the field. The last five years, that hasn't been the case. And, And I think this first two games of the season, whether it's because he trusts the receivers or he feels comfortable now in the second year in the office. He's in the offense. He's at 8.2. You know, the last time he was over eight was in 2014 when he was 8.4. So he had a stretch from 2009 to 2014 where he was consistently over eight. Some one year he was in the nines, and then he dropped off. Then he went. Then they, then the next five years he was from six seven to seven four, and now he's back again. So that's the key. That is the key to everybody's offense. You can't win football games averaging around seven yards per attempt. You've got to be in the eights, and he is. Uh, I wanted to go back and, and look at the – he said he noticed something in the off season going back to 2011. Now, the only thing I can assume is either, one, he's throwing more off of his front foot or he's just getting rid of the ball quicker, but also – He's spreading the ball around. Yes, he threw a lot of times uh, in the early on to Devontae Adams, but uh, he uh, it doesn't look like he's forcing him the ball, and it looks like he's trusting guys or just going with it earlier, getting rid of the football and allowing them to do the work after the fact. Do you see the same thing? I think so. Look, I, I think it's hard for veteran quarterbacks, They're, you know, especially a guy that's been with the team since 2005. You know, and it's used to having certain guys, a level of player around them. And sometimes when the roster changes, 
They don't trust. It happened with Tom Brady up in New England. They just don't trust the receivers. You know, no matter how good you tell them they are, they don't trust it. And I kind of got the feeling now, he's put that behind him. I kind of get the feeling that, you know what, whoever they put on the field for, for me to play with, I'm going to throw them the ball, whether it's Scantling, whether it's Lazard, whomever it may be, I'm going to throw them the football. And if they make the play, they make the play. If they don't, hey, I'm trying to do what's best for the offense. And I think that's the mentality he needs to continue to take. Aaron Rodgers, the leading um, grade, I guess, the way you can possibly put it, uh, when it comes to pro football focus so far this season, that's the level in which he's playing. And he also, uh, he is right now, they say, uh, has six drops, so his numbers could even look better as the season goes on. I also want to talk about the run game, though, the support that he's got. And while they've mixed it up, certainly Aaron Jones picked up where he left off from last season. He's had a big rush, obviously, of 75 yards for a touchdown. He's cotton balls out of the backfield. So tell me about the importance of having a guy like Aaron Jones. And obviously at the end of the season, they got a decision to make about whether or not to keep him. And if you're a general manager, you're sitting there right now going, what is his value going to be? Because he looks a lot like uh, Alvin Kamara at this point. You know, he does. You know, going back to Aaron, I, I don't know if anybody's having a better year than Russell Wilson. Let's just put that out there. Russell Wilson's only thrown 11 incomplete passes. He averages 9.6 yards per attempt which is unheard of. He's thrown nine touchdowns, one interception off the tip. So, you know, no one's playing better than Russell Wilson. I think Aaron's playing great, but no one's playing better than Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson's ahead of everybody. Aaron Jones, to me, is a playmaker. This whole notion about you can't pay backs is wrong. You can pay backs if they impact the passing game, if they are playmakers and they do things away from the formation where you just don't have to give them the football, i.e. Alvin Kamara, i.e. Christian McCaffrey. Those guys, Dalvin Cook, those guys, you got to pay because they're playmakers. And this kid's a playmaker. I know they drafted A.J. Dillon, but A.J. Dillon's not going to extend himself from the formation and run slants and catch the ball and do the things that, that Aaron Jones could do. I think you got to pay Aaron Jones. I think he's a key component to what they've done. It's a great fifth-round pick for them. They should reap the rewards of it. And we're talking with uh, Michael Lombardi uh, right now, and also uh, he is brought to you by our friends at Rocket Mortgage 2020 Pro Football Pick'em. 1,000 up for grabs every single week at radio.com slash picks. Um, so looking around the rest of the league, you mentioned Russell Wilson, saw him play, and boy, what Russell Wilson does, he's never had an all-out, all-pro offensive line in front of him. He is still creating so much with his feet and getting it done in that faction. I, I just, I'm just i still in awe that he does not get as much respect, and he's never won an MVP at this point either. I'm still in awe that he doesn't get a ton of respect. How come? Uh, you know, I can't answer that. I have no idea. You know, I think partly because I think everybody thinks Seattle's a running team. You know, this year they've thrown 63 passes. They've actually thrown more passes than they've run the ball. They've run it 50 times. But the throw he made, the two throws he makes on Saturday, on Sunday night, against the Patriots, the deep seven cut to D.K. Metcalf, and then the one in the end zone, it's almost a back shoulder throw at the pylon to Moore. It's just remarkable, and he's done it pretty much his whole career. And, yeah, when the, the offensive line isn't great, but one of the things I think that helps him is, is because they're not great, he moves around, and with his eyes always down the field, he can make plays throwing it up the field. So, look, Seattle's defense isn't as good as they've been in the past, but their offense is unique. And their offense can score on anybody in the National Football League. They're going to be tough to play. 
Last night we witnessed the uh, New Orleans Saints struggle a little bit after that opening drive, and uh, the Packers have them next up on the docket. What did you see out of New Orleans and out of Drew Brees and company? I was listening to Sean Payton afterwards say, yeah, the numbers went up in the red zone and the numbers went up on third down percentage, but he said it's still play calling, it's still struggles. What are the struggles right now that you see regarding the uh, New Orleans Saints? Well, look, I think the number one struggle is they can't get the ball down the field. You know, I think that's really clear. So far this year, Drew Brees has thrown seven passes over 10 yards. Seven. That's all he's thrown. And he's only completed two of those. When you play an arena league game, which is essentially what he's playing, throws 10 yards and shorter. Now he's got 23 of those throws, and he's completed 16 of those. That's hard. That's hard to do. He's thrown the ball five times between the 11-yard line. Between 11 yards, the ball travels in the air in 20. That's not good enough. Defenses know if they can't throw it down the field. You know, and he's not very good at throwing it to his left. Everything is in the middle or to the right. And so people get a read for it. It's like playing against a three-point shooter. Why would you go defend the three-point line if a guy can't make it? You know, why would you run out there? So it's the same thing. I think Breeze is at a point in his career where Sean Payton's going to have some tough decisions. They've made one play of over 25 yards in two games. And they've played against defenses. Now, I think the Bucks' defense is good, but that Raider defense last night gave up 30 to Carolina. They should have gave up 40 last night. I mean, they're not very good, and yet the, the, the Saints, because they can't get it down the field. And what happens when you can't do that is you become a team that's an awful – you look slower than you really are, and that's a big problem. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You mentioned Tampa Bay and, and Tom Brady, uh, you know, struggled a little bit in the opener, looked better last week, threw a pick, threw a touchdown pass as well. Uh, but tell me tell me what you see right now out of Tampa Bay, because I think the teams to beat in the NFC are New Orleans, are Seattle. You could even say maybe San Francisco, but they've got so many injuries now, so you got to look at Tampa Bay, you got to look at Green Bay. Uh, I might be missing one, but uh, those are the teams that I'm kind of looking over the fence going, okay, what else is in their backyard for them to be the team to beat in the NFC? Well, I, you know, when you go to the NFC, I mean, look, I think, I think the West is loaded, right? Seattle, the Rams are good. Rams play, play two really good games. They've beaten two. They've beaten two NFC East opponents. The NFC East is not very good. You know, Dallas won luckily last week, and you know, I think with Tampa, you know, Tampa's got to prove that they can play as effectively late in the season if they play early. And I think defensively they're good. I think offensively they haven't found their rhythm quite yet. I think it's going to take Tom some, some time. He looked a lot better last week than he did in Week One. Atlanta's got an explosive offense board, but they just can't stop anybody. And then when you go to the north, I think it's just Green Bay. Minnesota. Excuse me. Minnesota is. Excuse me. I'm Bless sorry. Oh, allergies. Anyway, Minnesota is in a rebuilding year. I don't see Minnesota challenging. Their offensive and defensive lines are not very good. I think Adam Thielen is a number two receiver, not a number one receiver. And besides Dalvin Cook, who are you worried about them going to beat you with? And then Chicago with MVP Mitch. I don't see them. And, of course, you know, Detroit is just good on offense, too slow on defense. So I think the Packers' challenge is going to come from the West, San Francisco, Seattle, and and the Rams. And Arizona's playing at a much higher level. Uh, before I let you go, so you look at the Bears at 2-0, and and I'm listening to a lot of chatter coming out of Chicago, kind of like the way it was last year for the Packers. They're they're 2-0, and but they're the worst 2-0 and team there is. Uh, you tell me, how good are the Chicago Bears? They're, they're a bad 2-0 and team. I mean, you know, first of all, the Giants got a chance to win that game. They're throwing the ball in the end zone. 
the Detroit Lions, Swift drops a pass in the end zone that would have dropped it. So they're 2-0, and but if two plays go in the other direction, they could be 0-2. They're not good enough on offense. I mean, they're not going to win with Trubisky, the quarterback. They don't have enough physicality. And then defensively, they're good but it's hard for them to stay good the whole game. I mean, you can wear them down, especially conditioning. The Giants had every opportunity to win the game without Saquon Barkley, who got hurt in the second quarter. So I think for Packer fans, you know, they're in love with MVP Mitch, the the Bears front office, which is great for you guys because they're not going to make changes there. Great stuff as always. I certainly appreciate you taking a couple of minutes out of your day to join us, okay? Thank you so much. Sorry for no, that's okay. We'll talk to you soon. There you go. Michael Lombardi uh, joining us for a couple of minutes, and uh, he steps in. Uh, former Cleveland Browns general manager, Radio.com Sports NFL insider, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. He was brought to you by uh, our good friends at Rocket Mortgage. The 2020 Pro Football Pick, I'm 1000 bucks up for grabs every single week. Go to Radio.com slash picks. That's Radio.com slash picks, and he did join us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. And uh, they've been doing it for a long, long time, 85-plus years. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Get away sales event where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning hyundai models like the tech-filled tucson and kona as well as the spacious palisade enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with america's best warranty and three years or thirty-six thousand miles of complimentary maintenance but hurry in these deals won't last add more joy to your journey at the hyundai getaway sales event now get zero percent apr or up to fifteen hundred bonus cash on the hyundai tucson now during the hyundai getaway sales event Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.